Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast. For today's episode, we're going to talk about my week three predictions um, and some headlines um, from today um, in the NBA uh, basketball world um, with the Boston Celtics head coach, Emi uh, Uduka. Uduka, I think that's how you... Ime Uduka, that's that's how you say it. I'm just gonna say it like that, even if I didn't pronounce it the right way. Um, Kanye was in a new uh, podcast and was in a new interview um, earlier this week, and he had a couple of things to to say um, that you know couldn't have could have never thought he would have ever admitted. But anyways, uh, let's start off with with I guess that. Let's start off with the Kanye West headline, and then we go to back to to Uduka with um, the headlines. Um, for basketball, so all right. So Kanye West recently was in an interview um, with with Good Morning America, and basically they were talking about. I didn't watch the entire interview, but there was a there was a part of the interview where he was um, where the question was being asked about his his branding and him separating himself from Gap, and he now doesn't work with them anymore since he's going in his independent road, and you know he's finally is able to get out of their the whole contract. He's been pretty much been like posting about it on Instagram nonstop, starting his own thing. And well, 10 years ago, he was on, you know, Sway in the Morning, which a lot of people don't even remember the, the, the interview by its by itself or what it was until he flipped out on Sway and said the iconic line of, you ain't got the answer, Sway. And that was, and that was very impactful because that was, in, that was a response that Sway told him um, after they were talking about, Kanye was talking about in that interview that he was trying to basically stand up against these big uh, companies that he was trying to um, advertise himself in because he was basically pretty new in the fashion industry and was trying to compete with other uh, companies because if he was ever in the, one of those companies, he would have been um, as that. And it's, he was you know, saying the Kanye shit where he's the most impactful artist of our generation and comparing, you know, himself to, to the to the Walt Disney, to the Nike, to the Google, just himself comparing to other billion dollar fucking companies, right? And then at some point Sway was telling him, Why don't you just make it even more empowering for you and do that shit on your own? And that's exactly what he did. It took a while to get there. So basically, Sway was right. He told him to do it himself, and that's exactly what he did. It took a while to get there, but after 10 years, Sway did actually have the answers. And Kanye literally admitted that. Um, so that was amazing to hear. That's something I did not have to think. Now I know that the meme kind of lost its value now, but for a whole decade, it was it meant something. Um, and also he was apologizing to Kim um, for creating all the stress about um, him having to co-parent and the whole Pete Davidson thing. We all, we all, we all know what was going on earlier this year with, with everything. So he kind of formally apologized to her in public um, and privately about the whole thing with that. Um, and there was a couple things that he was talking about in the interview. But again, I didn't watch the whole interview, so I can't talk about most of it. But that was a big part of it that I was that just saw on 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 Insta, and I'm like, oh wow, so this. It finally got to this level. It finally got to this level. But anyways, um, hope Kanye is doing better. He seems to be doing better. Um, so you know, good spirits and all that. Um, let's talk about the the Celtics head coach real quick because 
apparently now um he is likely to be suspended for an entire season for this upcoming season due to basically him having a consensual relationship with one of the staff members on the team um which is obviously a violation of conduct and and protocol for the Celtics or I think it pretty much the NBA like you can't work with like you can't be in like a you know some consensual relationship with you know female staff member on on one of the teams or unless there's some certain punishment with it and obviously with that it's like it feels like with that it, there's really no reason why he would be um suspended for an entire year it kind of feels odd that an entire se- an entire season he loses because of this it feels like there's a little bit more to that we don't know i feel like for that ain't no way really going to have to basically just suspend the man for an entire year for for I mean not only he did that he also cheated on his uh, on his wife who was Nia Long yeah Nia Long the, the the actress and the model and everything yes um he he cheated on her he 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 definitely cheated on her with with this um staff member but obviously they're not gonna suspend they're not gonna suspend him just just for cheating on his wife it was it was just that the conduct call was was broken and there's still um him considering resignation if he's not even going to be the Celtics head coach anymore he's going to take the one year suspension is he going to appeal I don't know anything about that yet he might he might not but it, it's kind of odd that that's that they're really going to have to take in a further investigation towards towards this like I don't know I mean let, let's see what ESPN like let me read the whole source about it let me just let me just give y'all all the information that there is to it now. So Boston Celtics coach Ime Udaka um, facing season-long suspension for a relationship with member of the franchise staff um, uh, for his role in an imitated relationship with a female member of the franchise staff. The relationship is considered a violation to the organization's guidelines and proposed penalty for Udaka is largely unprecedented for a sitting head coach in the NBA. A formal announcement is expected to be as soon as today. Thursday, assistant coach Joe Mazzula was likely to become the next interim coach for the season um, since he will be out. And then Otuga top assistant coach Will Hardy left the team in June to become the Utah Jazz's head coach. Um, and he joined the Celtics last year after spending time with the Spurs. And I think he was with the Sixers as well as an assistant head coach playing there. Um, he replaced Brad Stevens, who was the former head coach for the Celtics before he came in. Um, he took them to the NBA Finals and everything. So obviously, clearly, his first year in Boston and could be his only year uh, has you know it it went very well and it definitely of course ended up in a, in a disappointing result, losing in the NBA Finals to the Golden State Warriors. But he was able to guide them through, beat the Bucks, beat the Heat, you know, in the Eastern Semis and the Eastern Finals. Um, you know, great results that he was able to put up with the team. But now this kind of like just ruined. A lot of it, um, this one really just ruined his spot as a Celtics head coach. Didn't really ruin much of his other things that he's his. I mean, also probably ruined his relationship with his wife because obviously that's a big L for him to do that. But um, there's still other things to, to like. There's really not a lot of information of yet. I think just even a couple hours before this article was even released, this this article was released like six hours ago. So it was at, at 11 they released it. 
So even before that, I saw that he was just basically suspended for an entire year and nobody even knew what it was until a couple hours later. So it just felt odd to have those couple hours be like, okay, he got suspended, but for what? What did he even do? Like, this is this like a joke? Is this some random ass thing? So I, I don't even know. Um, but yeah, I, I that's what it looks like now. Um, he's on the verge of losing his uh, Celtics head coaching position. Probably going to have to be an assistant somewhere else once he can do something out without this role that he's going to be in. But we'll, we'll see about that. Like That's pretty odd for a lot of him to go through for that. But um, we'll see how he can pull off pull this off um, and see how the Celtics will do with their new um, replacement assistant head coach um, who will become their head coach once the season begins later next month because it's literally like we're one month away from the NBA season uh, kicking off um, so so yeah um, anyways let's talk about week three week three guys week three Let's start off with tonight's Thursday night football game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. So, both of these teams lost last week. One of them in pretty bad, you know, pretty bad performance overall as a team towards the end of the game in which Cleveland basically, and not basically, they absolutely choked a 13-point lead with 90 seconds left in the game. Just brutal. Just just brutal. How are you going to do that? How are you going to lose a game with uh 125 on the clock left to go? How are you going to how are you going to let the Jets come back and put up 13 just like that? And the Steelers had a pretty disappointing performance against the Patriots. It definitely didn't feel much of the same, the defense, of course, got worse without T.J. Watt on the field, but has been able to do something. But Mitchell Trubisky just has not been able to do anything, um, and just has looked pretty bad. And his y'all saying Tua has a noodle arm? We can make a case for for Trubisky to really, really take Tua's noodle arm to the next level. That man, yeah. That was that was a rough performance for Pittsburgh, and easily the and easily the defense, which has gotten worse without T.J. Watt, has only been the biggest factor. I mean, the offense really just hasn't been, at least for a week, at least these past two weeks, the offense has not been in anywhere near where the Steelers want to be heading uh, towards to. And the Browns, yeah, that defense sold, and Nick Chubb is literally the only highlight that they were able to have in that game against the Jets because he had three touchdowns. And he was easily, you know, the best guy there. So, and he he oh he destroys and runs that offense. So, that was that was pretty much why they were even put up thirty points. But at the end, they just sold hard. Um. So in tonight's game, they need to come back. They need to seriously come back. This was a pretty bad loss. A uh, pretty bad loss to the Jets, and they don't want to. They don't want to lose to Pittsburgh, who has not looked pretty good either. So. To be honest with you, I think Pittsburgh is the way better team so far. But Cleveland has the better offense at the moment. And I feel like the Browns defense could do so much better. They could definitely do so much better than that, man. I feel like that shouldn't be... I hope that's a fluke. 
with how they just choked that game. Kind of like how the Ravens choked that game against the Dolphins. The Ravens' defense is still amazing and is still going to be hopefully at the top of the top this year. Um, and one of the elites, uh, uh, they're going to be in the top top 10, top 5 in, um, you know, in, 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 in defense. While the Browns, at least they can be in that middle tier, kind of step up, be a little bit more different. But I really don't see a lot going well for either team this season for the next couple weeks. I mean, after this game, the Steelers got to go up against the Jets. Could be an easy game for them, but we'll have to see. But then after that, it gets it gets pretty bad after they go up against the Bills, the Bucks, the Eagles, the Dolphins. The Dolphins, then the Eagles, then the Saints. Yeah, it, it, yeah. The Steelers are going to have a pretty rough schedule to, to hold there. Cleveland, however, um, they'll have some pretty, you know, some some easy and some some hard games in between. After they would play Pittsburgh, they have they have the Falcons, the Chargers, Patriots, Ravens. So they do have some good teams, some teams that could also put up a fight. But we'll have to wait and see, right? Um, but for this game, um, I really don't know. This is kind of like a 50-50. Either of these teams could win. They're both one and one. I think Cleveland needs this win more than Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh still should be all right with the loss here um, overall. But are they going to start Kenny Pickett? Are they already going to you know bench Mitchell Trubisky? Is he still going to be the guy for this game for throughout the whole game? Is he going to have a bad performance once again? We'll have to wait and see. I'm going to say Cleveland probably won't have another game where they'll choke like that. I'm just being optimistic. I'm not even a Browns fan, but... Let's just pray that Cleveland doesn't have a hard-sold game like that again, and that they can step up because you know they're able to. They were able to just get more rest for next week, get ready for the next game. This week, however, five days ago, they were playing against the Jets, and they absolutely sold. Let's see if it's a different story here. Um, they're still at home, you know. They didn't go anywhere. This could be another bounce-back game. Um, this is the second game they're playing at home this season, so maybe they can finally step up and show what they actually got to do um, because the first game they won was in Cleveland. Uh, not in Cleveland, in uh, Carolina, and they beat Baker Mayfield. They could definitely be Pittsburgh, but they're definitely wanting to do that solely because last game performance, it was a mess. So, yeah, just because of that, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to go for the Browns on this one, though. But you know, Pittsburgh can can easily can easily surprise a lot of people. Not even surprise. I think I think even I don't even know who's the favorite in this one. Is it Cleveland? Is it Pittsburgh? To be honest with you, I think it probably it's probably Cleveland. The the better picture, the better the better picture. What the hell am I even saying? The there we go. All right, yeah, no, Pittsburgh is fifty three percent most likely to win this matchup. So yeah, Pittsburgh is the favorite here, but I'm going to have to go with Cleveland. I'm just going to go with Cleveland just like that. All right. Next, we got the Houston Texans and the Chicago Bears. Look, um, one team has a draw and a loss, and one team actually has a win and a, and a, and a loss. But man, the Bears, it's going to be a long year for them, man. It's going to be a rough year for the Bears and for the Texans. I mean, for both teams, there's really not a lot to to look forward to for both of these teams this season. But um, 
very exciting matchup as you can see here. Um, literally, my eyes could say and otherwise because I'm literally just. I don't even know what to say. This this game is uh, is not gonna be fun or entertaining at all. It's two two bottom t bottom tier teams playing. Um, but it, obviously one should win this one. The Bears are probably the favorites for this one, but uh, I think I think I'm gonna have to give it to Houston just because upsets happen, and I you know I think Houston is a little bit better than what most people probably have them as. They're not a, easily easily not a playoff team, but maybe Davis Mills will actually have a decent game. He didn't have a good game last week against the Broncos, but maybe he steps up against Chicago. I think it's definitely a good chance. I'm going to go with the Texans. That's probably an upset right there. So, fuck it. I'm going to have to pick the Texans here. Even though I think the Texans and the Bears should be, like, close as the two two, one of the, two of the five shitty... Excuse me. Jesus Christ. Two of the shitty teams in the, in the entire league. But I'm going to have to go with Houston on this one. So, fuck it. We'll just have to take that. Um, next, we got the Raiders and the Titans. Um, both teams 0-2 at the moment. Um, the Titans have not looked that great. Derrick Henry has not looked uh, great um, so far, um, but he hasn't looked terrible either. Um, but that defense just hasn't been good. Brian Tannehill has been very bad, pretty inconsistent, um, and the Raiders have been very disappointing. They lost a 20-point lead to the Arizona Cardinals, choked in overtime, and yeah, those two fumbles by Hunter Renfro was a huge cause. Defense sold. A lot of the Raiders pretty much couldn't control. But I think the Raiders, yes, um, even after selling that game against Arizona, um, I think they're just well more prepared, well balanced. Um, and they still are a potential playoff team despite having a very slow start to the year. Um, against Tennessee, I don't know where Tennessee is going to be going. Again, they're one of those teams I had not doing that great this year. Should still be fighting for a playoff spot should still be up there in contention but ain't no way this AFC um, is too good and that AFC West has not looked terrible but it also has some it definitely you know the Broncos and the Raiders are definitely the two teams at the bottom we can say that right now at least to start the year off it's easily the Chiefs then the Chargers and then between the Raiders and the Broncos it's like a split 50-50 and who you want to have third best fourth best I mean right now it's definitely the Broncos because at least they have a win and the Raiders are the only team that doesn't have a win in the division yet but I think that's going to change I'm going to have to give the Raiders the win here um, I just don't know if Tennessee is just going to be able to match well with the Raiders yes both have not had a great start to the season but I think the Raiders are just the way better team for sure um, next, we got the Kansas City Chiefs going up against the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to give this to Kansas City. Um, Kansas City still looks like a fucking a great team. Still looks like um, no one is going to be able to stop them this year. It's going to take a couple L's, but who's really going to stop them besides like uh, maybe Buffalo? Um, you know, those are pretty much like maybe the only teams that could really, really could stop Kansas City like that in the playoffs in the regular season. Uh, but not the Colts. Not the Colts, man. They can't even beat the Texans or the Jaguars. That just says a lot. You know, and I know that th this team should be playing a lot better than what they have been playing. They should. This is the team that should win the division. 
um, over you know everybody everybody else in that AFC South division. But the Jags look like they're gonna be the serious threats just after two weeks of the season. So if they really want to change that narrative, they should definitely get a win here. But <sighs> happens, yes, upsets happen. But this is. This is probably like my lock of the week. I don't think I think Kansas City is gonna absolutely destroy Indiana. Watch Indiana win somehow. I don't know, but Kansas City, y'all should have this game in the bag. There's there should be no discussion here. I'm talking too much about this one game. Kansas City, just do your job and that's it. There's there's no need to to hesitate towards this fuck ass team at the moment. Um, next we got the Bills and the Dolphins battle of the AFC East um, rivals. And both two and zero, the two, uh, the only two teams undefeated in the division, and two of the, like four or five or two of the seven, two of the seven remaining undefeated teams, in the league. Of course, one of them will take the first L of the season, um, and of course the Dolphins last week against the Ravens had a miraculous comeback. The Bills annihilated the Titans, and I hate to say it because again. Dolphins fan here, you know what I'm saying? As right as you can see there, like, come on. But it is the Bills. Are y'all y'all not gonna press me for choosing the Bills over the Dolphins? You know, most people have the Bills winning this game either way. Even though I think this game is gonna be a lot closer than what people expect. That's the goal, right? I mean, at least I hope the Dolphins at least put up a fight. Of course, I always do want them to wish to get a win here, because that would be massive. If they're able to defeat the Bills. Um, but they have not been able to do that these last couple years, man. Last year they got swept by the Bills. I think the last two, three years they've been, they haven't been they have not even beat the Bills since. I think the last time they beat the Bills was when I went to the game in like 2017, 28, uh, 2018. I think that was the last time they beat the Bills. I went to that game. I went to the Bills-Dolphins game. That's before Josh Allen became even an elite QB. He looked eye when people said he was trash. Like, I didn't think he was trash, but definitely nowhere near elite status at that point. And the Dolphins won that game. And ever since, Josh Allen has been our daddy. So, like, after that, I don't even know what to say. Um, this could be another game where Buffalo just hands our ass to us again. And that's what it's going to look like because I'm picking the Bills to win again. Because I could, I could take the L here. The Dolphins could take the L here. It shouldn't be too... Too much to be said, too much to worry about taking an L to Buffalo. But if we do beat them, what a big win we would have there. And we know for sure we have control. And we could definitely have power to defeat this team. So, I'm going to say Buffalo, but secretly, y'all know I'm good. Not even secretly. I'm basically just going to admit that the Dolphins should win this game. Because I want them to win this game, but... The Bills, obviously, everything else just beats it. So I'm just gonna have to pick the Bills. But Miami, let's make something happen. Let's make this is week three. I know it's the beginning of the year, but let's make some crazy moments, something crazier than last week. That comeback was crazy, but maybe y'all even beating the Bills should just be even higher on that list. But anyways, next we got the Detroit Lions versus the Minnesota Vikings. So the Lions actually. Pretty much dominated against the Commanders. And the Vikings, they sucked ass against the Eagles. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Monday Night Football, 
not his thing. Um, if he could just wish that never existed, he would have definitely let that happen. But my God, play terrible against the Eagles. Just bad. Um, yeah, the Vikings are the better team, I would say, against Detroit. Um, you know, Detroit are still one of the bottom feeders in the league. But Detroit is not terrible. I will admit that they're one of the bottom, tees, bottom tier teams in the league. But actually has been putting, been putting, they've actually, their offense has been scoring a lot of points. Um, I think they've scored over like 70 points already in this season. Um, and this is only the third game of the year so far. Um, and they've been able to actually, their defense has been able to do a lot better than expected. Defense still has many ways to go. But Aiden Hutchinson, my God, had a great game last week. Um, so there's still many things to be said about Detroit that I think a lot of people aren't really talking about. The Lions are not a terrible team. They can easily win this game against Minnesota, but Minnesota is just a better team overall. So, for me, I don't know if I'm really going to go with the upset and Detroit probably taking the W over here against Minnesota. Minnesota are playing at home, so that's a huge advantage for them. I'm going to say the Vikings are going to win this one, but I will not be shocked if the Lions take the win over here. I would honestly probably want to pick the Lions... But I don't know. I think I think in in Minnesota, when the Vikings do play at home, they're gonna be a lot different than you know playing on the road and shit. I think they're easily gonna be a home team better than a better team at home than a better team on the road. So I think with that atmosphere, it's gonna be tough for the Lions to take over. But you know, anything can happen. So I could look like a smart, I could look like a genius, I could look like a dumbass. So we'll have to see how that goes. Um, next we got the Baltimore Ravens versus. Um, taking on the New England Patriots. Yep, the Ravens sold last week, but I still have them winning against the Patriots. Mac Jones hasn't looked incredible. The defense was a was a bit better last week, um, and the offense was okay. There's still a lot of things that the Patriots need to go over. There's still many things that they were they were been struggling so far or yet to start the season off. There's still many things that I still have a lot of, you know, um, trust issues with the Patriots. I don't know how much they're going to be able to get done this year. Ravens, they should still be um, a very big team, very good team this season. Their defense is still top tier, hopefully, if they can keep things up. But they cannot have a performance like the fourth quarter they did last week. But overall, last week, they played a great game against the Dolphins for the first three quarters. Their offense... And their defense both looked amazing. And, well, then obviously things changed in that fourth quarter. They sold. If they just avoid making those mistakes multiple times and just kind of trying to get into better position to win than just getting into those choke, you know, getting to those choke moments and everything, it just felt like a different game for Baltimore. Though against the Patriots, I think they should easily sweep them, um, you know, under the rug. I definitely should just think the Ravens are just going to dominate. That's that should be the, that should be realistically the the end game for this one. But I'm gonna go with the Ravens here. Next we got the Joe Shiesty battle between the Cincinnati Bengals and the New York Jets. Joe Burrow versus Joe Flacco. Who is the real Joe Shiesty here? The Jets. They were able to defeat the Browns last week in a miraculous comeback this is one of the greatest moments in Jets history that I was able to witness last week it's just incredible uh, not even a Jets fan but it was just like wow like the Jets actually did something 
amazing, not good or okay or uh, whatever. They only want they want a great game, a game where they were pretty much not in control majority of the game, but they were able to fight all the way to the end. And Cleveland just had to just basically give them the W there. But man, they were able to fight back. How the Bengals is a much different story from a Super Bowl uh, as Super Bowl runner-ups last year. To now this season is now um, right now already having a pretty bad start to the year. Joe Burrow has not been playing great. O-line could not be any worse despite being improved. Joe Burrow's getting sacked a hundred times a game. The man is made out of compound V. I don't know what the hell. I don't know what the hell. The Brown, the Bengals are gonna be able to do to control that O line from being getting any worse. But the Bengals are still the huge favorites in this one. I think the Bengals um, are still a much better team than the Jets. Um, but right now, at least where things are, I think most people can still have the Jets over the Bengals. How they're gonna be able to bounce back? But I don't think this is gonna end. Um, I don't. I don't think this is gonna you know continue. Um, excuse me, for a very long time. They're going to get a win at some point. And this is probably the matchup they're going to be able to get the win from first. The Bengals should win this game. Because 0-3 start at this point is already telling me they're not making the playoffs. Because I don't think, I don't remember a team that started 0-3 and went to the playoffs. A lot of teams went 0-2 and made the playoffs and even won the Super Bowl or whatever. But 0-3, we're really pushing it there, guys. So if the Bengals don't win this game... I could be right in my predictions already with them not even making the playoffs or in contention. And that's that's not really the case here. It was it was it was tough for me to not even put them there, but the Bengals gotta win this one. They gotta win this one. And again, the Jets have improved. The Jets should be fighting. They will be fighting in this one, but Bengals gotta take the W here. Like there's no exception, man. Alright, next we got the Eagles and the Washington Commanders. Um, yeah, the Eagles have looked very good this year. Our offense has looked great with Jalen Hurts, Vonta Smith. A.J. Brown has been pretty decent as well, um, but he's going to get the next level. He's going to step up even better, hopefully, um, if he gets more targets and everything too. Uh, our defense has been great. So the Eagles, you know, one of the few undefeated teams remaining, 2-0, and then the Commanders, 1-1. Um, did not have the best battle against the Lions last week, but they were able to put up a fight towards the end, make the game a little bit interesting in the second half. But just they just weren't able to pretty much control much of the game. Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin have looked pretty good for the uh, for the Commanders. Their offense has looked decent. Uh, Carson Wentz hasn't looked terrible, um, but the defense is very concerning though. That is the only that's pretty much the biggest thing right now for the Commanders is their defense and. There's still a lot of questions about the Commanders right now. Eagles are the way better team, in my opinion. So I'm going to pick the Eagles, of course. So, you know, just for that, I, I got to give it a, to Philly right there. Um, Washington can make it interesting. But then again, you know, we're playing in, in fucking FedEx field in the shittiest conditions of all time. Don't really know where things could go, but fuck it. Eagles still got this one in the bag, hopefully. Just keep my fingers crossed. Next, we got the Saints and the Panthers going up against each other. Um, the Saints last week losing to the Buccaneers and the Panthers losing um, to the... Who did the Panthers lose last week? 
they lost to some team. I cannot believe I don't even remember who they lost to. Um, but I remember at some point. The Saints, yes. They were in control for those first three quarters against the Buccaneers last week. But then Tom Brady... Not even Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady eventually stepped up. But eventually the defense got better all of a sudden. And then, you know, Tom Brady... The offense were like, you know what? This is for Mike Evans. We're just going to be able to spaz out. Let's just continue where we started. But let's just forget that we had a really bad start to the game. Let's just let's just get out of this phase. Let's finally snap out of it, guys. And they were able to control that fourth quarter. And, you know, pretty much took over. And, and they won the game just like that. Um, but the Panthers have not looked good at all. Baker Mayfield, is he the guy there? Probably not. Matt Rule, is he the guy there? Is he the head coach for this team? I Is he going to be the head coach, long-term head coach for this team? I would be lying if I had to say yes, but no, absolutely not. There's just so much going wrong with this team. I really don't know why, but I'm going to have to definitely give it to the Saints here. I'm going to give it to the Saints. Um. The Panthers could upset, get their first win, but fuck it, I'm going to have to give it to the Saints here. Next, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars going up against the Los Angeles Chargers. Both teams won and won. The Jaguars got their first one of the season last week against the Colts. And the Chargers last week were able to have a good performance against the Chiefs on Thursday Night Football. Um, Justin Herbert hopefully is able to play this in game. Um, of course, he had like a rib uh, injury, but it still looks like it ha it's nothing too serious that he obviously still got a chance to play in this one. Hopefully, it's not the biggest uh, concern in the world there. Um, with Justin Herbert in, in this game, I think they should easily win this game against Jacksonville. If not, it will be a lot more for Jacksonville's favor because Jacksonville hasn't looked terrible this season so far. But... I still got to give it to the Chargers. I don't. I just don't see the Jaguars being able to control that Chargers defense. Not the best in the league, however, but Jaguars actually can put up points and can actually do something. But Jaguars defense has been a different scenario, though, because that's been the best part of their game so far of the year. But, yeah, the Chargers are the way better team, so I got I to gotta pick them. I haven't really been picking that many upsets this week, but maybe, maybe we'll get to another one in a minute. Um, next, we got the LA Rams going up against the Arizona Cardinals. So the Rams last week barely defeat the Falcons, and the Cardinals had a great win and a comeback win against the Raiders. Um, so yeah, both teams coming off big wins last week in Week 2 after losing in Week 1. Um, going to face off. Look, the Cardinals have not looked terrible yet. Kyler Murray is great, okay? Like, he's not... I don't, he's damn near borderline elite QB at this point, but still has to prove a little bit more just to be definitely at the top of the top. I wanted to be one of those guys at the top of the top, but still can do so much, man. Still can do so much without offense. Without D-Hop so far in the season yet, they still have actually looked pretty good on offense. Um, yes, against the Chiefs, they did not look great, but in this performance against the Raiders, they had they had fought back. Defense was able to prevent the Raiders from scoring again. Um, and the Rams, well, they almost lost a game where the Falcons were down 28-3. And, well, the Rams were able to pull it off. You know, Jalen Ramsey got the, the game-winning uh, uh, game interception to clinch it overall. But 
Uh, the Rams should definitely take this one. They are the better team. They are the Super Bowl defending champions, but I'm st- I'm still going to have to pick the Rams. I, I was honestly going to pick Arizona for a quick second, but I'm still going to have to pick the Rams here. Um, I think they're going to step up a bit better than that, but we'll have to see. Um, next, we got the Atlanta Falcons going up against the Seattle Seahawks. So the Falcons going against the Seahawks, it's going to be a lot different um, for both teams um, who've had a not so great starts to the season, but also not terrible. Um, Seahawks getting a win against the Broncos and then losing to the Niners. Yeah, it was a pretty bad game against the Niners last week. And the Falcons 0-2, but their offense still looks good. Their offense, We know their defense sucks ass, but their offense has looked pretty productive. Um, Drake London had a good game last week. Kyle Pitts needs to get targeted more, though, for him to be more useful on offense. But they have not looked pretty bad themselves. So, you know, honestly, it could take a lot for me to pick the Falcons to win this game. But honestly, I definitely could see it happening. I know they'll be playing in Seattle, and it looks like Geno Smith is going to be that guy maybe playing his best at home. Because in San Francisco, he was not that guy. He was not that guy, and he could definitely prove it again here against the Falcons, who are just way, uh, way less talented than the 49ers are, but I don't know why. I, I see the Falcons probably upsetting this one. You know what, fuck it. I'm just going to have to pick the Falcons taking against on the Seahawks. I, I just think, you know what, Let, we'll just give them a, we'll just give it a go. We'll just give it a go. Fuck it. This is, this is how it's going to go. We're going to give the Falcons the win here. Why not? And um, next, we got the Packers going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, we know Green Bay just—they just can't defeat the—they just can't defeat Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers just can't defeat Tom Brady. It's been a while since he won against Tom Brady. He's only beat Tom Brady once, and that was, I think, the first time they fought against each other, um, or faced, not fought. They faced each other, uh, and then after that, Brady won the next three times. He won. Second game against the Patriots, against the Pats, when he was a Patriot, then he beat them in 2020 in the regular season, then he beat them last year in the AFC champion, in the NFC Championship game. Um, so yeah, the, the, the Brady has Rodgers' number at the moment, and they're going to be playing in Tampa Bay, in which Green Bay just cannot, they just, they just, no, they, they sucked bad. Week, week six or week five or whatever in 2020. When they played against the Bucks, at, they were terrible. Whew. They were bad. Aaron Rodgers didn't even lead. Did not look like Aaron Rodgers. He had like two, three picks, zero interceptions or whatever. He looked. He was bad. He was bad. Now this game could definitely be a different story, because the Bucks are just getting depleted with a bunch of injuries. Now they still are looking good on defense, despite all the injuries. Same thing on offense. A lot of weapons, a lot of weapons out. Mike Evans is suspended for one game, so he will be out for this one. Um, Julio Jones is injured. Um, um, Chris Godwin is injured. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of different receivers on this one. Scotty Miller, we'll see if he could, you know, get something going here um, and see who else is going to be the new, you know, weapons for this game against, against Green Bay. But, again, the Packers also have new weapons, and it doesn't look like they've been playing amazing so far yet but maybe they could take a turn against the Bucks, and that could actually take them into victory here I'm gonna have to 
Honestly, I don't I don't know. It's a lot closer than a lot of people think. I think the Bucks are easily the favorite cuz I think the Bucks probably right now are the better team. I don't know, man, because I did and look, I in my predictions I did have the Packers beating the Bucks in the NFC Championship game for them to make it to the Super Bowl. But why do I feel like he's probably going to take it in the regular season? If not, if not reality, honestly, I don't know, man. If I, if if I, if I'm going back to my predictions and making this game as well, like, do I have the Packers beating the Bucks twice? I see one win, but twice. You know what? There's oh, no, why, why is there's there's you know there's no point in not taking those risks. Let me just take the risk and go go ahead and pick Green Bay. Like, let me pick Green Bay. There's really not too much to lose. There's always upsets, and. Even if the Packers do win, it's not the biggest upset in the world, but definitely would show a lot more for Green Bay. And this would be a bigger win for Green Bay than just a loss for Tampa. I think if Tampa loses this game, it shouldn't be too much to be said there. Um, but I'm going to have to give Green Bay the win. I would say Tampa Bay right now are looking a lot better than Green Bay, but it has not been by a lot. So it's not like it's it's a big deal that I have Green Bay winning over them. But fuck it, we'll have to take Green Bay here. I guess I just have so much faith in Aaron Rodgers against Tom Brady, who's only beat him once. But we'll we'll just have to wait and see how that goes. Next, we got Sunday Night Football between the San Francisco 49ers and the Denver Broncos. The Niners actually looked pretty good last week against a very poverty franchise um, of the year with the Seattle Seahawks. Michael Jackson was the only player to score for Seattle last week. Um, so that says a lot. Um, Denver Broncos, last week they were able to get the W against the Texans. But there's a lot of things with the Broncos um, that are still very questionable. The defense has been okay, been pretty good so far. Um, the offense has been not that amazing so far, but things will hopefully get there. Their coaching could be a lot better. Still a lot of things to be said with the Broncos. I feel like right now, it's been a slow start for the Broncos. They should still be very good this year, though. But I'm going to have to give it to the 49ers, probably. I think the Niners are a little bit better now with now Jimmy G back as a starter with Trey Lance out for the for the, for the season. Um, Jimmy G is just a little bit more aware, of course, has more experience, um, and definitely knows what he's going to be able to do against um, Denver. This should be a more helpful game for Denver. They are playing at home. Um, but my heart tells me I think San Francisco San Francisco is probably going to take the W out of this one. So I'm just going to have to give it to the 49ers there. And then Monday Night Football between the Dallas Cowboys versus the New York Giants. The Giants that are 2-0 and going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, that's 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 that says a lot that the Giants are two and zero, and the Cowboys, uh, without Dak Prescott at the moment, one and one. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Cooper Rush, the right, the better Cooper, uh, Cooper Rush was able to get the victory, um, for the Cowboys defeating the Cincinnati Bengals while the Giants were too busy smacking the Panthers, not smacking, they barely beat them, but the Giants still had pretty much the whole game unlocked in that one. The Giants' offense has looked pretty good. Their defense has looked pretty good so far. 
Cowboys, of course, without Dak Prescott, their offense hasn't been the same. Their defense, Micah Parsons, he is him. He has been incredible so far this year. But, I don't know. Why do I feel like the Giants are just going to continue to slap me in the face and just, just win this game? I know the Cowboys aren't as good now with Cooper Rush than, of course, with Dak. And so it's definitely a lot easier for me to say, you know what, the Giants could probably win this one a lot better without Dak Prescott playing. And honestly, I might actually have to agree. You know, it could be insane for me to say it, but I'm not scared to say it. I think the Giants are going to go 3-0 and to start the year. Can they lose every game after going 3-0? and Can they do that? Can they do that? Like, can they be like the Jaguars or, right, the Jaguars that they won the first game of the season and then they lost every game for the remainder of the year? Or, or they, they actually, they won the first game and then they won the last game of the year. But everything else, they just, you know, they were able to lose. And I, like, come on. I look so dumb already picking them, only having three wins. So can they just get this third win out the way and then just proceed to suck the rest of the season? Just to just so I look good, I don't know. They they're definitely gonna get more than three wins though. Not more than like five or six. I think that's pushing it, but they actually have a pretty good. They're actually the favorites here. They're sixty per. They're sixty percent. Um, all right now for the pick'em for the pick'em league right now, sixty percent of people are picking the Giants over the, the over the Cowboys. So, you know what? I might have to agree there. Fuck it. You know I'm gonna have to agree there. It is what it is, man. Football is unpredictable. Um, we're just gonna have to, you know, go up against that. I have the Giants being the Cowboys. That's that's all I gotta say. But anyways, let's um let's go over my predictions again. So we got the Browns beating the Steelers. I got the Texans beating the Bears. The Raiders defeating the Titans. The Chiefs defeating the Colts. The Bills defeating the Dolphins. The Vikings defeating the Lions. The Ravens defeating the Patriots. The Bengals defeating the Jets. The Eagles defeating the Commanders. The Saints defeating the Panthers. The Chargers defeating the Jaguars. The Rams defeating the Cardinals. The Falcons defeating the Seahawks. The Packers defeating the Buccaneers. The Niners defeating the Broncos. And the Giants defeating the Cowboys. So those are my week three predictions tonight. Thursday night football between the Steelers and the Browns. We'll see who wins that matchup on Prime. Um, video. Um, so super excited for tonight. Super excited for Sunday. Again, it's crazy how we're already in week three. This week, has, this week has flew by really, really fast, in my opinion. But that's every week. That's every day. Time is just built different. Um, but anyways, thank you guys for watching. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. See you guys on Tuesday for the next episode. I'm not gonna go sit here and lie that I'm gonna say I'll probably do a week because I think I said that on the last episode. I'll do a weekend episode. Maybe, maybe not. It's always a 50-50. But anyways, thank you guys for watching. Hope you guys enjoyed. Thank y'all um, so much. Um, continue putting more football content. I'm adding more music content. Um, but there hasn't been a lot of music recently. I've just been going over like music on my wall recently. So I haven't been really listening to new albums as much. I've been taking a break from, from the Kendrick and the jo Joey Badass, the Beyonce, Sabrina albums. Just going back to these beautiful, amazing albums on my wall here. So I haven't been listening to anything new recently.
but uh, we'll get there back there and we'll get more out of it. Um, but thank you guys for watching. See you guys in a bit. Take care and peace out, my friends. <laughs>